welcome to the Beauty Supply Secrets Podcast. I'm Kathy Mondo, your host and guide into the secretive world of hair and beauty supply business. Within this dem- dynamic realm of beauty supplies, my steadfast mission has been to arm beauty supply store business owners with the knowledge, skills, and strategies that they need to flourish. Whether you're a veteran beauty supply store owner, a newcomer eager to dive into this industry, or just curious about the potential to get started, consider this podcast your essential guide. Our foundational mission has been to create a community of a competition. This is to bring beauty supply store owners together. We're all about lifting each other, celebrating shared success, and raising together to challenge and change the past injustice that has been seen in the beauty supply industry. We stand as industry trailblazers, eager to bring positivity and lasting change. Drink from my rich experience in both the hair industry and the beauty supply sector, and as an owner of a brick and mortar beauty supply store in the Chicagoland area, I have unraveled the complexities of building and maintaining a successful beauty supply venture. From products and brands, vendors, distributors, and the ever-changing trends in the beauty supply industry, I've got a lot of insights to share. We'll unveil what it takes to really, really run a thriving beauty supply store business. We'll talk about everything under the sun, mastering inventory, forecasting trends, cultivating lucrative supplier partnerships and relationships. And for those of you who wish to go even deeper and connect with like-minded beauty supply store owners, I invite you to join our Beauty Supply Insider Facebook group. Just make sure to answer a few questions when requesting to join. Since this is an exclusive community, we want to make sure that only those who qualify join our community. If you're ready and geared up to excel in the art of running your hair and beauty supply store business while fostering a sense of community, in your neighborhood and your community, then you're in the right place. Here, you'll gain access to top-tier insights, ensuring you're always a step ahead of the game. So plug in, absorb the knowledge, and let's redefine your journey in the beauty supply business world. Deep dive with me, and let's enjoy the Beauty Supply Secrets podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Beauty Supply Secrets podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Mondo. This is one of the episodes that i'm excited for this is how to open your beauty supply store this is maybe the most frequently asked questions that i receive in my email box every single day you guys are always telling me like hey come on do a video on how to open a beauty supply store and i hear you it's just that i felt like a lot of people already know how to open a beauty supply store that's why i deep dive in other topics but i guess i was overestimating that not a lot of people really know what it takes to open a beauty supply store so that's why i'm here today so i'm gonna break down the steps that are needed to open a beauty supply store right now i have about 14 steps but a lot of them are like kind of piggybacking steps that you might have already done so this will cover like how to open your beauty supply store and also a little bit on how to grow and scale your beauty supply store just because i know that the listeners that we have on this podcast are people who want to open their own beauty supply stores and also people who have already opened their beauty supply stores and they are looking to scale their beauty supply store so let's say you opened your store maybe in the last one year and you're at this point where you're like yeah i kind of have a hang of how to run a beauty supply store but 
what else like what am i missing what do i need to scale my beauty supply store what i have come to realize is that most people who open their beauty supply stores have a hard time getting to six figures in their first year in business i can guarantee you that it is very easy to make ten thousand dollars a month every single month in your beauty supply store like literally when you're thinking about opening your beauty supply store that should be like your bare minimum like that should be like I need to at least make $10,000 for it to make sense to run this business, okay? So my opinion on what you should be making every month has changed over the years. And when I started out, I was actually brainstorming with a lawyer that I worked with. Um, he actually attended one of our master classes. We had it live streamed on YouTube. So um, the lawyer that I worked with, Justin, did tell me that for this business to be successful, you might want to make at least $250 every day you're open. So at that time, you were opening five days a week. So five days times 250, I was like, oh, okay, I mean, 2,500 a week. Okay, that that's like a lot of money, right? But it's possible. So you see how my mindset has kind of changed from how I started to where I am right now. I'm saying this because I know it's 100% possible. I want you guys to make money and also pay yourself, like get what you're looking for into this industry. Anyway, let's get started because that's why you're here. All right. So the first thing that you need to do before you open a beauty supply store, you want to do the research and do your market analysis. Here, you want to understand what your market is like, what, who will be your audience, what do they like, and then after that you look at what's the beauty supply industry looking like right now what are the current trends what are customers using you know what do they like what do they prefer in terms of products and hair and then look at the vendors are are there new vendors on the block are there new items that are being provided to our customers like you want to see if there's even a need for you to open a beauty supply store okay and then you want to also study your competitors so at this point, you're probably thinking of a location. Maybe you're thinking um, between cities. So when you're deciding which place to choose a location, obviously it's going to take a lot of research into the market that you want to open your beauty supply store. I can just go on and on and on deep into these points, but that's why we have our beauty supply. Uh, so we have our beauty supply class classes that are going on that teach a lot on the in-depth of these and i'm also creating a class so this is going to be a digital class that you can access we also have like the beauty supply library where we have a lot of information that you can access you know so if it's any point that you're like yeah maybe i need more information just reach out to me and we'll forward you the information right now i just want to kind of go faster just so that i can tackle all the steps that are needed okay i hope you'll work with me with that I mean, just let me know if you need me to maybe do a more detailed episode, okay? All right. All right. So the next step will be business plan. So now you've done your market research, your market analysis. Now you want to do a business plan. So a business plan now combines what you have in mind, like what what's your goal to open a beauty supply store and what is the market looking like. So now... You want to see, is this even a viable business? You want to make projections and stuff like that. So a business plan outlines your your mission, your goals, your vision for your store, 
and also like financial projections and marketing strategies. So how are you going to reach out to your clients? How are you going to operate the business? You know, will you run it yourself? Will you hire? Um, who's going to train them? Like what's the operational structure of the business? So the business plan is a very important tool to have. Not only that, most places when you go to look for a location, they're going to ask you for a business plan just because they want to see what kind of business are you bringing in our, you know, establishment. And then also if you are tight on funds and maybe want to get a business loan or like a business line of credit or maybe an investor, they want to see your business plan. They want to see, okay, if I give you some money, how am I going to recoup this money, right? Also, this is a nice place for you to put in the skills that you have. I've realized that a lot of people who get into the beauty supply industry have something to do with beauty most of the time. So either could be a stylist, a braider, a nail tech, uh, or someone who's selling something in the beauty supply industry. So you could be like me, how I was, I started out, I was selling hair, you know, wigs and bundles and all that. And you could be maybe making products for yourself. So there's actually uh, someone that I'm working with right now. She makes private label shampoos, conditioners, growth oils and stuff like that. And now she wants to have a beauty supply so she can sell her own products and other products too, which I thought is like genius plan. Of course, I'm excited to carry her products in my store too. And, you know, depending on how it performs, we might also send it out to other beauty supply stores. Because I know for a fact, like our clients really keep asking us, like, is there any product that you know that is clean and, you know, uses organic products like, you know, health cautious kind of ingredients and stuff like that. So there's definitely a market for that. All right. So with the business plan, we actually have a template that you can download. It's specifically made for beauty supply stores. So this template um, is on our website. It is free, but it has a $4.99 handling fee. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can go download the uh, the pl- uh, business plan template if you want to. All right, so we'll go to step three. So now you have done your market research. Now you have your business plan. What's next? So depending on how much money you have, you want to budget for this you know, endeavor. So you want to budget all your startup costs. You want to budget for recurring costs that might recur, you know, like in your second month, third month, fourth month. I always say at least have money to cover like at least three months worth of rent. You're actually going to make money, but it's just always good to run your business from a place of comfort than just trying to run it like a mad woman. Um, I just laugh because... (laughs) I mean, it's just funny. I'll, this is just a story I'll share. In this podcast, uh, I'll also be sharing like real life experiences. So not today, but at some point I'll be sharing like just funny stories that I hear all the time or things that have happened to me. So just hold on. Let Today we're on a serious mission here. So now you have to budget your startup costs. The good thing with startup costs, not all of them will keep recurring. Like for example, you're buying the shelving for your business, you're just going to buy this once. Unless something breaks down, then you want to replace it. But, you know, that's a one-time cost. But things like inventory, that's going to be a recurring cost. So once you sell your inventory, you will be reordering and repurchasing products, right? All right, so budgeting is also a good way to kind of see how you would be budgeting in the future, right? So you want to start early practicing this because you don't want to get to months where you've ordered too much items and you're struggling to pay them. You want to also pace out your payments and stuff like that. I'll I'll show you that on how I deal with vendors and how I deal with my inventory 
I think that's going to be a very important topic. I mean, if you think that that should be something that I should talk about sooner, why don't you put it in the comments so that um, I know that and then I can put it on my like fast track, right? Okay, so now point four. Point four will be the location selection. I actually have a video on YouTube that talks in detail about what things to consider when you're looking for a location, but I'll mention the like top, top three items that you need to consider. So for you to get a good location, you want to make sure that it has good foot traffic. Okay. Location is king in this business. You want somewhere where there's a lot of people going in and out. There's a lot of visibility. Um, I, I was actually talking with someone who went through uh, opening their beauty supply store with like a different um, consultant and she ended up opening her beauty supply store like at the back building like the all the doors are facing the front and then she's at the back then she was telling me um it was a little bit cheaper that's why i picked this i'm like <laughs> you would rather not open a beauty supply store if you're in a hidden location honestly i'm just gonna be honest with you i've seen many people who do that mistake thinking they're saving money and then having to move their business maybe a year six months down the line that's costly like moving a business is just dreading i don't even want to talk more about it like that's just absolutely crazy please get a location that has good food traffic if you're feeling like ah maybe i'm paying too much in rent and all that why don't you send me an email just send me an email and say hey um i'm in this state and i'm getting a space that is this square feet and they're asking for this type of rent do you think it's fair honestly those questions i'll just say like yes or no like you know I, i'll help i promise you i don't want you to make this mistake all right. Um, if you're wondering how to reach out to me, you can do that by Catherine at Beauty Supply Insider at Gmail. Sorry, no, no, no. <laughs> Catherine at Beauty Supply Insider dot com or Kathy at Beauty Supply Secrets dot com. Okay, or just on our Facebook group, which will be linked in the uh, show notes. Okay. All right. So another thing for location consider proximity to competitors you know why vendors will deny your accounts if you're very close to your competitor okay so don't be too close to your competitor actually my store is about five minutes from my competitor i think most people most vendors would have denied me accounts it's just that my location has reputation for another beauty supply store that was there so they know like two people can coexist in this environment <laughs> okay all right point number three this is like this is no brainer this is probably a make or break for your business this is considering a location that has complementary businesses i'm telling you if you get a space near like a nail shop or like a beauty salon or uh, as long as you don't have a salon right or like near a barber shop or um like near um this is not a complimentary business, but it's high food traffic, like near a liquor store. <laughs> so, yeah, complimentary businesses are things that are same to you. So like a nail shop, you know, where if someone was to walk into a nail shop, there's like 99% chance they would want to walk into a beauty supply store. You get it? Yeah, so you want to be next to a complimentary business. Okay, and if you need other points about the location, you can check in our the YouTube video. I'll also link that the link to that video so you can go watch that if you want to get more details, right? Okay, point number five. Point number five, this is, this is very, very important to opening your beauty supply store. Licensing and permits, guys. Licensing and permits. 
ensure that you have the necessary licenses to operate your business. This may include a business license, a resale permit. You guys reach out to me all the time. Kate, help me. Kathy, help me with my vendors. And I'm like, do you have a resale permit? Uh-huh. What is that? <laughs> this is needed. A resale permit allows you to buy products for your store without paying for taxes because you are not the end user. The end user is the one who will be paying the taxes. These are the sales tax. So you're exempted to pay taxes, but you're expected to collect taxes and submit them to the government, you know, when you make sales. All right. And then the permits could be like possibly health permits and safety permits. Safety permits, actually, this includes like um, fire, fire inspection and a health permit if maybe you decide to have a nail shop and stuff like that like those are permits that you'll need to have in your store and then understand the local regulations and zoning laws so um when was this probably three months ago someone reached out to me that they had signed lease on a building and they had not checked the zoning laws so they basically signed lease on this building for like three three years and then when they wanted to go get permits for that building they were told uh, fortunately the zoning where that property is they cannot run a retail store i was like you gotta be kidding me <laughs> so i think she's gonna be able to break that lease but come on like you you should not be getting into these mistakes they are costly mistakes she had already paid like um inspection fee you know you need to do an inspection for the building before you take ownership you know just check if the ac is working the heat is working uh, water is working the exit lights i mean just check the condition of the building because when you're leaving your landlord will also come in and check the building to make sure like you're putting it giving it back as it was or even better so they want to see if you broke anything you know stuff like that so also you before you take ownership of a property you want to do your own inspection just to make sure that in case anything ever happens for example my my location the 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 toilet that we have is like horrible horrible completely so we wanted to make sure that when we did our inspection that was noted down because when we'll be maybe leaving that space we don't want to be liable for the bad condition of the you know yeah so that's necessary you need to have that all right and then now we have sourcing for products so I think most people who like to get into the beauty supply industry, this is probably their biggest, biggest challenge. This is sourcing for products. Just because vendors are very picky on who they work with. And I get it. I get it from a business owner perspective, right? They say, or statistics say that, like, businesses struggle in their first three years in business, right? On top of that, like, black-owned businesses struggle, like, literally three times as much as any other business. So that means that black owned beauty, uh, not beauty supply store, but just black owned businesses, one only survives three years. Like that is one out of three survives. Already the statistics is so low. Like even just being a black owned business is even much lower. So I think this is just me saying, and maybe don't quote me on these, but they, they look at us like, ah. Oh, I'm going to open an account. I'm going to try and start establishing a business with this person. But then they'll close in like a year. Like what a waste of time. I've, I always feel like this if I'm training someone for my business, right? So I'm, I'm bringing a new employee. I'm trying to train her how to work in the store. Then 
you know, two, three months down the line, she quits or something comes up, maybe babysitter issues or moves or, you know, just instability. I'm always like, dang, I had just trained this employee and she just left. Like, you know, what a waste of my time. So in that perspective, I see it that way. But I think they should just be giving us an opportunity, right? Like, it's not fair. The good thing, though, is if you're struggling to get vendors in your like first year in business, don't worry. In your second year in business, they'll come looking for you. They'll even give you terms because you're already now an established business. Um, I have probably opened like four main, main, main vendors an account without paying for my order the first time. Like when they reach out to me, I'm like, hey, I've been in business, right? I don't really have to order from you. I survived without you. But if you want me to be carrying your products, I will, but you have to give me time. So are you giving, are you giving me 30 days, 60 days? Like I tell them you have to give me terms. I'm not just going to pay for the products up front. And because they see that actually, truly, I have been in business long, long time, like I'm here for the long haul, they actually do give me time, my first order, okay? So I do talk more about this in the in a program that we have about how to reach out to vendors, how to establish vendor relationships, and how to order your products, how to turn over your inventory. Like that's a very detailed class where I go through exactly what I do for myself and this the businesses that I help on how to nurture that relationship because you get a lot of deals. Like you get a I have people who tell me like, hey, I'm trying to place an order with, you know, I'll just say vendor A and I'm trying to order this product. I'm finding it it's so expensive. Like, do you really pay this? And I reach out to the same vendor. I'm like, hey, I want to purchase this item. How much is it right now? Do you guys have any sales? And I get literally a price that's like four or five dollars less than whatever that person was about to buy. Then I'm like, okay, I'm going to send you these. It has a lower price. I want you to ask your vendor to give you that price, you know, So I help you, like literally I am helping even save money on top of, you know, just helping you every other way. I even save you money. So that's the benefit of joining our our newsletter because every week I do send out deals that vendors have. And if you have a, if you have that account already, you can reach out to that rep and say, Hey, um, I know you guys have this sale. Can I have it too? So always have some money in your, in your bank account reserve so that you can always order items when they go on sale. Okay. All right, so sourcing for products, you can do this the rookie way or like the hard way. You can go to your competitor's store and look at the brands they carry and look at the products they carry and then go carry those exact products because you know what? That's what the market needs. Another option is you can just invest in someone who can guide you into getting the products that you need to have in your store and show you how to curate your products so that it blends and matches with exactly what your clients are looking for. So I've mentioned this before in this uh, episode, in this podcast that when I started out my business, I was like going for like the high-end products, high-end hairstyles, high-end wigs, quality and stuff like that. But the market showed me differently. So it showed me that clients were not really looking for that or some of them were, but some of them were still looking for the traditional beauty supplies, you know, stored with products and stuff like that. So I did end up changing that. So I'll show you how to source for products and I'll show you how to, um, I'll show you how to adjust your products to match your market needs. Okay. So with product sourcing, other things to consider is, you know, there's always suppliers, distributors, resellers, um, manufacturers. So all those you want to consider because it does affect the price that you get the item at. 
Then I talked about negotiating terms, prices, delivery schedules, and stuff like that. Actually, some some vendors would give you free shipping if you meet a certain minimum. Some say like if you buy items more than a thousand dollars, they give you free shipping. Some say above two thousand, they'll give you free shipping. Some say above three thousand. So it really just depends with the company policy that they have. Though I can show you how to also negotiate better deals for yourselves. You know, if you've done business with certain companies they should at least at some point start recognizing you as a partner right okay so we'll go to the next point and this is store design and layout so i was so shocked that you guys have no idea on consumer behavior you guys didn't know that consumer behavior is usually guided by how the store is designed and laid out like why do you think if you go into a grocery store the milk is at the end like at the back 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 of the building while one as a design style is that you don't want to have electrical outlets going around the store so they have like um the electricity outlets at the back of the store so maybe that's why the refrigerators are there but Another thing which is very obvious is they want you to walk through the aisles, see other things that you might not need, but you'll be like, ah, maybe I should buy this. Like I've done that, especially in the like the bread aisle and like the pastry aisle. I always walk there and I'm just like, oh, I'm so hungry. I grab, you know, I grab like bread. I grab breakfast cereals. I, I grab cookies. Be by the time I'm getting to that milk, <laughs> my cat is just like, Kate, did you even come for all these things? No, no, no. Like, you know, so that's the whole point. So I'm going to show you guys how to lay out your stores. I want to show you how to put products in your stores. There are some things that are common, you know, like, you know, for sure. Like if you have your high end wigs and bundles, you want to put them behind a counter. And then um, if you have things like lashes, things that people want to steal. Actually, I have a story. <laughs> this lady stole lashes in my store. OMG. I'm going to share stories like that a lot. Um, I have obviously experienced a lot, but let, let's just keep this uh, this uh, episode uh what do i say in good lights like in good moods okay all right so um you can either consider hiring a professional or you can just go to like other beauty supply stores and see how they lay out their products trust me there's a there's a reason why they're like that okay don't think that they don't know what they're doing they know <laughs> All right, the next thing is um, hiring staff. So if you're planning to not work in your store, you want to make sure that you get the right staff who are trained or at least know about beauty supply products, know about to about how care how to care for their hair, you know, they know different hair textures and stuff like that. Ensure they are very knowledgeable. You can be doing like refresher classes for your employees where you guys can just talk about products or if you have like a new product that you have in the shelves you can tell your employees a little bit more about them so that they can be able to sell those products okay um another thing with employee training is you want to show them how to upsell and you want to show them how to cross sell so cross selling is like when someone comes in to buy a wig you want to remind them that they need a wig cap they need a lace melt spray. They need probably a lace uh, a lace tint mousse. Um, just things that they would need with purchasing a wig, right? So that's cross selling. And then upselling is when you sell things like higher. So maybe someone comes in, they say, um, "I want to buy a synthetic wig," and you'll be like, "Oh, okay." Um, you just plan to have a wig for like maybe a couple of weeks maybe or are you looking for something long term then they'll say oh i'm just looking for like a daily wear then you'll say well a synthetic wig actually 
can be a good daily wear for maybe a week or two but maybe if you invest in like a human hair wig it can be a daily wig and you can keep it for over a year you just wash it like your regular hair and stuff like so that's upselling so basically you've converted that customer from a low um, a low spending client into a high spending client okay and those those conversions actually do go hand in hand with like your minimum uh, your average spend per client and just other metrics i'll show you all about that i'll be talking about everything about your business so uh, i think i will talk more into what need what you need to do when you're hiring employees i have done this mistake actually um i have probably hired some employees that i feel like yeah i i <laughs> i should have done better so um i'll share my experiences and what i'm doing right now while i'm hiring employees like what do i consider now what are my like absolute no no no's and what are my like best things to look at and see if this is a worthy person to have in my store okay um so we'll go to the next one this is uh, implementing pos and inventory systems so actually we work with um, this guy is called Sadiq Mustafa. He's really, really good. He specializes in beauty supply store uh, POS systems. So POS is a point of sale system and inventory system. So, and then he works with this company that offers training. So that's why I like using this uh, person. Every person who opens a beauty supply store with me, we go through Sadiq because of the training like when i started my store i had no idea what i was doing like i didn't even know how to operate that thing that training comes in handy i'm telling you guys it, it's really really important to have that because you'll be dealing with a lot like say a client purchases an item and they pay with card and they come literally back the, the same day and they want a refund or whatever whatever happened so remember that transaction hasn't gone through so you can just cancel it instead of just cancel it before it takes money out of the client's bank right so you will you're gonna have to get some technical skills <laughs> i actually did a podcast about entrepreneurs i'm not sure i mentioned about getting into uh, technical skills because you will need a lot of technical skills I, that should actually just be a, an episode by itself because man you'll you'll learn how to design flyers you learn how to create you'll learn a lot of things i'm telling you but anyway it's all for the good because like right now i feel so skilled in a lot of things all right so choosing a pos system you want to choose a reliable point of sale system you want to ensure it has inventory management features like to track stock levels sales reorders you want to know what's selling what's popular what you're running out so you, you know you clients are not coming to your store and you're like ah we are out we are out like that's not a good thing to have all right um uh, with the pos system it also comes hand in hand with like your merchant provider because this is the person who helps you charge cards so credit cards debit cards you know all those cards this is the person who will be helping you with that oh my gosh i went through this company it's called evo payments please avoid them like a plague these guys are horrible i have i need to just do a whole podcast on how horrible evo payments has been when i left they gave me an option to leave and then i reached out to them to cancel my account and the person that I was talking with had actually retired from their company. They said retired, but actually I found out that that, that office, that branch was closed. So my process, my cancellation was never processed. And when I called back to get it processed, they charged me $500 to cancel my accounts. I'm like, what the, 
Yeah. Please, evil payments, avoid them. They're evil. <laughs> okay. All right. So marketing and promotion, this you're going to have to learn. So these are the like the technical skills I was saying. You you have to learn how to do your Google ads, your Facebook and Instagram ads. Um you want to know how to check your reviews and stuff like that. Just a lot of things that you'll be doing. So developing a marketing plan includes both online, so the social media, email marketing, and offline in-store promotions, local advertisements and strategies like that, like working with local businesses, attending local events, attending um your local church, just interacting with your community. We have actually a whole class on that on how to immerse yourself in your community so you get the support that you know that you need. All right, so um we're actually planning on having like a Thanksgiving a month the whole of november just to say thank you to our clients because you know they've been with us we've been in business it's just time to say thank you right so that's an exciting thing that i i have planned out i'll share more on it in like a future episode all right so continuous learning as a beauty supply store owner you want to make sure that you're open to continuous learning so uh i want to say this from this point these are now the points for growing and scaling your business so the marketing and promotion part is a good thing about growing and scaling your business like that's how you'll probably be now scaling your business then there's continuous learning you want to stay updated with industry trends attend trade shows workshops seminars like you want to just keep in touch with what's happening in the industry for example um Three days ago, I went to this beauty supply dinner that was happening in my city. It was really awesome. I got to meet um, really nice people who own beauty supply stores too. So it was really fun. I loved it. So you want to also attend events like that when they come in your, you know, in your area. All right. And then we have networking. So you want to build relationships with other business owners, suppliers, industry professionals. You want to join business associations or chambers of commerce in your city. So this, um, I want to just go ahead and say that I have not joined my local business associations or my chamber of commerce. But I know a lady who has joined hers. This is a store we opened in Texas. So she is part of her chamber of commerce. And actually, she did mention that it does help. So Hmm, I should consider that maybe for next year. So that's on my to-do list. All right. And then you want to look at customer feedback. So this business is brutal, guys. <laughs> um, by brutal, I mean like customers are just going to be raw and candid with you. You're going to get some feedbacks. You're going to get some feedbacks that are from like from a nice place and just feedbacks that are just mean. So you want to develop thick skin. Of course, you know, as a good beauty supply store owner, you want to accept all feedback, positive and negative, because this is how you're going to know exactly what's happening, you know, in the ground, like how your customers feeling about your business. How can you make them happy? How can you adjust? You know, like I've talked about adjusting, how I adjusted my business many, many times. So obviously it was from customer feedback. All right, and then you want to do re-evaluation and growth. So regularly review your business performance against your goals. So you want to see, okay, so we're targeting 10,000 a month. How much am I making right now? Like, so are you, if you're making like 8,000 this month, 10,000 next month, like what's happening? What's the difference between those two months? And then you want to stick more to the months that you're achieving your goals. And then maybe, maybe you put that goal and you're like at 16,000 a month. You're like, so I crashed that goal. It's time to set a new goal, right? Which is awesome. All right. So you want to look 
for opportunities to expand, whether it's through product offerings, additional locations, online sales. So you might have already tapped out your physical location. So if you feel like, you know, it's been a whole year, you've just been averaging like, I don't know, I'm just going to give an example, like 14,000, 13,000, 14,000, 15,000. So you're like, yeah, I feel like I'm at the maximum I can make out of this location. Maybe it's time to open a new location or maybe it's time to go online or maybe it's time to do something else. Maybe offer service or something like sometimes you might hit that plateau but you're still looking to grow so those are options that you can do so remember while these are the steps that i have provided these are like foundational steps these are like guides that that you need to have right but there's a lot more nitty-gritties inside those steps like there's literally maybe like two or three steps inside a, a step right so it's not like the all all round um guide that i would have like like if i did that i would probably talk for a whole day because <laughs> you know there's just a lot that you need to know about about this um the good thing is that we have the beauty supply insider secrets facebook group you can interact there with other beauty supply store owners which is absolutely free to join it's just a nice place to you know if you got some insights in this podcast you want to give maybe some feedback you want to interact with other people that's a nice place to go to i'll leave the link in the show notes and also if you like this video and maybe you know someone who wants to get into the beauty supply industry you want to share this with them so that they can also listen to and enjoy also maybe leave us a review you know if if this is valuable you like it this is a new podcast we'll absolutely appreciate a new review so that you know the algorithms will like it and suggest it to more and more people we want to make this information available out there because lack of information is costing people a lot of money (laughs) people are you know signing up with these other people who say they'll open a beauty supply store for you and things just don't work out that way and you're coming back to me crying saying you made mistakes you've lost your money and all these things i don't want to hear that that's why i'm here so let's make this information public so that when you make a decision if you're going to hire consultants you're you're doing it from a place of knowledge okay and if you decide to do it by yourself again you have the information so you know like yeah um Kathy say that this is important so yeah this is important i'm just going to do more and more and more and more research about it so that i can make the right decision when i get into this industry all right so that's it for me today um i can't wait to talk to you guys in the next episode all right bye-bye this has been the beauty supply secrets podcast all right cheers bye-bye